You're a good boy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 273 of the Keep Moving Forward podcast with me, your host, Anthony DiDomenico, coming to you live every Monday night, live on Facebook. Also, the podcast is available, if you're not watching it live, on iTunes, five-star rate and review. I love reading reviews. I love sharing on social media and bragging about the best podcast listeners out there. That is you guys. Podcast is also available on Spotify, which has a video feature. So if you miss a live broadcast on Facebook or you don't have Facebook, want to watch a live video, check it out on Spotify. Or you can just go right to the page, anchor.fm slash KMF podcast. There's going to be a bonus episode. I'll probably do it this week. I'll be in the car a lot, so I'll do a dashboard confessional. Check it out, patreon.com slash KMF podcast. You can get the current one coming up and also the past ones over at patreon.com slash KMF podcast. Built Bars dropping new flavors. If you're a fan of the marshmallow bars, that really seems to be the one they're pushing. I'm old school. I like peanut butter, peanut butter brownie. Those are my favorite. Check them out at builtbar.com. That's it, builtbar.com, and use code Podcast and save yourself at least 10% off your order. Sailaway Coffee is the best nitro brew out there. I'm not just saying that because it's a Long Island company. Although that is a reason why I support them, but they do ship all over the country. Check them out at sailawaycoffee.com. Use code WWBRO10. My buddy John Ziegler has his debut comedy special on YouTube. Check it out. John Ziegler getting my affairs in order. You can go follow him. The easiest way to do it, follow him on Instagram because he was never going to be on Instagram to begin with. He finally did it. John Ziegler Comedy. The link is in his bio. Check it out. If you would like to see me do live stand-up comedy, it's very exciting. Just kidding. Uh, it kind of is. Anyway, it'll be fun. April 28th and 29th, I'll be at Catch a Rising Star in Princeton, New Jersey. So if you are in the Princeton, New Jersey area, April 28th and 29th, come check out me and Ryan Marr at Catch a Rising Star. CatchRisingStar.com for tickets. Long Island. I got a Long Island show. I know you guys were always like, hey, when are you going to be on Long Island? Well, here it is. May 12th, Friday night, May 12th, at the Hardigan House in Bethpage. DM me for ticket info. Great show. John Ziegler, Jordan Ladderback's on it, and myself. So anybody who on Long Island is like, hey, you never play Long Island anymore. Well, here it is. Uh, it's a great buffet dinner and comedy show. So you don't, how can you go wrong with that? There's going to be probably some kind of macaroni there. I know I'm going to get a plate, so check it out. DM me for info if you want to come to the show on Long Island. I have a very special guest with me this week. I'm excited about. Um, I first met our guest at in person at a WW meetup. Jesse, how you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. That was like a year ago. We we first met at the at the Blue Dot Brunch, which is yes. Yes. Um, hopefully we'll have another one soon. I was just going to say, like, I, I really hope that uh, that happens because I had so much fun at the last one. Uh, I mean, how could you go wrong with like, you know, there's breakfast food and there's good, good people. Oh, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was. I, I can't believe you guys like you put that together. Like it was so like fancy. It was nice. I feel like I just showed up. Lauren and Ashley, like <laughs> they take care of everything. I'm like the worst. That's how that's the kind of bridesmaid I was, too. I you loved being. A, yeah, I'd be like, tell me who to Venmo. Tell me where to be. I will be there. Anything else? Just let me know. <laughs> well, anyway, it was it was really well well done, and um, it was very like organized and 
got there and everything yeah. was nice. And I know it is, um, it is a lot to put those things together. I, I know because I know that we did the beach meetups here on Long Island, and I know all the work that went into those. That sounds like fun, though. Like going, just going to the beach. It was no, we we had a, we had a blast. It was um, just hanging out on the beach, and then you get to meet all these people that you know you see on Instagram. And mm-hmm. you know, I think it's great that these meetups happen. I think more people should do them because you know, definitely meet your internet friends. I agree. Did you know um, Lauren and Ashley beforehand, or you guys met so, through Instagram? Ashley and okay. I have known each other, I think, like 15 years. We um, met because I worked with her husband at my old job for like 12 years. He was like my work husband, and <laughs> it was just me. And like, it was a baseball and sports, uh, baseball and softball training facility. So okay. it was like mostly men and me. So like we would do like happy hours and stuff and all the guys would like bring their spouse, their wife, whatever. And Ashley would always come. So I got to like hang out with a girl, which was really fun (laughs) and heard all about their wedding and like all the stuff and like her family. And she is exactly who she portrays on her Instagram. There is the real deal. When I met her in person, it was like I was watching a story, you know, yes, the same energy, the same, you know, because some people, you know, listen, you're. You're putting out, you know, you gotta be, hey, what's going on? You know, you've got to be into it. But you know, she was the same energy and everything. Yes, hundred percent real. Which is to me, when I meet somebody like that, it's like, oh, it's like, thank God, you know, because yeah, I, I don't have time for people that aren't, you know, hundred percent authentic right. and stuff like that. Just say, I'm old and don't want the drama for it. So, you guys were all I just heard. like you. Everyone I've met was just yes. Like, Lauren oh, is just as hilarious yeah. in person, so, and she's just sweet. I met her for the first time. She, she actually came to a comedy show of mine. My, I went by her. And it was funny because I was waiting to go on. And the guy, the, the host was just talking to people in the crowd. And they, so he brought up social media. And she, he was like, are you on social media? She's like, yeah. And he's like, you got a lot of followers? She's like, yeah. Like, she was trying to be like, you shouldn't want to say it. It's like, how much? At the time, she's like, 75,000. And everyone's like, what? Like, <laughs> like, what do you do? And she's like, wait, watch. <laughs> no joke. I literally yesterday was a year since my bridal shower. That was like my first like wedding event. And yeah. I had to tell my family and friends, listen, I have friends that are coming. You might follow them. Please don't embarrass me. Don't embarrass yourself. <laughs> you know, keep it cool. Keep it cool. Yeah, oh my God, like you're. I had a couple of friends go and take pictures and say hi. And like, that's totally fine. But like, I just didn't want anyone like bugging them. Like they're my friend coming to enjoy. Yeah. Like, hey, how'd you get so many followers? That's, that's <laughs> right? what, what can I do to do that? <laughs> what What did you do that I could do? Like, could you, you know, retweet something of mine or show something? <laughs> right. You don't want to make it awkward. Just like, you know, just act like you've been there before. Well, I've the already... same was like, I had to tell my family to calm down because Bobby has a cousin who's very gifted and she's a psychic medium. And I had to tell them, don't bother her. She's not working. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, you know, if, if, uh, I've, couple of friends who are psychic mediums uh, christopher allen's one of them um great guy but like it's true people like are like they know that somebody does that they're like yes. oh i'm not at work right now right i'm just sitting here i'm enjoying myself like, and I'm i know like, it takes like a lot of energy so you get like tired after it like that's not yeah. fair and it takes it does i mean it's like you know i've seen them do it. it's like it's it's crazy um but yeah like no one wants to they're there to enjoy the day they're that exactly to read the whole room like, you know, <laughs> set up a table and, you know, like people always go to me like, hey, you're going to do a couple of jokes. Yeah. Tell us a joke. I always go. Yeah. Pass a cup around. We'll see what's in the cup. And that's how many jokes you're going to get. Like I, <laughs> I get I'll, I'll do it. I'll get paid. 
Yeah. My, my uncle Joe yesterday said it to me like we had an engagement party, and he goes, uh, he goes, this nice little crowd. He goes, you do a couple of minutes. I go, take a plate, pass it around, and we'll see. We'll see what I get, and that's determine how long I'm gonna do. Got to pay. I don't blame you. No, that's how you you're good at something. Never do it for free. That's right. I've done it for. I've done comedy for free way too many times. To ever want to do it for free again? I mean, in the beginning, that's exactly what you do. You do it for absolutely nothing. Exactly. And, uh, it's the pits, and now you know clubs pay you hardly anything anyway. So I'm not gonna even get less than that. Eh, you're enjoying it though, and you enjoy. You know, you said I, I do. I want to see you. You got to come somewhere in Bergen County. Now where? Where is that like as far as like so does that like North Jersey like where the yeah. Sopranos were? Yes. Okay. You gotta that's how I know Jer I know Jersey by well, so mostly the Sopranos were a little bit more south of me, but they're still okay. technically North Jersey. But I'm more so like you're not gonna know this, but real housewives of New Jersey, like they're all like in my area. All right. Are you like close to where we went for the last meetup? Yeah, I'm not okay. far. Yeah. I was like 15 minutes from there. Okay, I know that area. I've I've been I've been in those areas before. Actually, the year before that, I was in that area. Well, maybe a little less than that. Um, six months before that, I was actually in that area. I had two shows. Um, okay. Yeah, Victoria came. She she came to uh, one yes. of the shows. She came to one of the shows there, and um, so I was close. I was wasn't that far from that area. But this is, I do catches in Princeton. I know, but I tell people like I think. To me, Princeton's North Jersey because it's not like oh, Jersey so Shore. Far out there. It is, it's as I go, it's far. I'm like, is it though? Like, I'm just I'm going to Morristown. The, oh, okay, that's not that far. On Sunday after that, I'm meeting up with a friend of mine who lives in Morristown. Oh, okay. at a cigar shop over there. Um, and I'm like, I'll just drive there, and like, it's. It, I looked it up. It's like an hour away. And I'm like, I thought it was like just right there. Like everything's just like. If you're not the shore, you're just you're just five minutes away. People that were Long Island too, they're like, oh, everything's close by. I'm like, no, it's it's not. It's like my friend was so Friday night I did a guest spot on my friend's show. It was out in Holbrook. So I live in in Wantor, which is 40 minutes apart. Oh, wow. And he's like, Oh, it's Long Island. You're right there. I'm like, it's not right there. I gotta drive <laughs> 40 minutes to, to come to the show. So it's just like I guess when that's the whole thing. When I tell people Princeton, they're like, "Oh, it's like yep. a, it's a college town, though, right?" It is, yeah, Princeton I'm University. Like, I'm not going to do any of the fun stuff that you do in a college town. I'm no. going to do all my old man things that I do it. It's not far. Day. Like my aunt and my, my my aunt, my uncle, my cousins, they live out in that area. Okay, but it's like a little over an hour for us. All right, yeah, I don't, I don't expect anybody to go drive that far to see me do comedy. It's not <laughs> worth it. Believe me. Bobby can't sit in the car that long. God bless him. But really, I see. I love his I love back. Oh, his, his back. Okay. Yeah, he has a bad back. From you know, he's a plumber. He's a bad back, so it's it's hard on his back to sit in the car that long. Driving down to visit my mom in Delaware, I feel so bad for him. Yeah, I can imagine getting in crazy places. Um, it's not fun. No, and he's I mean, he's not a small guy. So. No, he's like eight feet tall, and he's like he's got to get to these like. like <laughs> I know. I whenever we have a kid, like I feel bad if they're girls, they're going to be so tall. No, that's all right though. I mean, well, my, my brother is. I'm. I'm. You know, I'm short. I'm Fredo and everything. Else, Danny DeVito and twins. Any of any of the brothers that you know are not as good as the younger brother. Um, that's that's right. My brother's <laughs> taller, and you know, uh, he's always more athletic. And you know, my sister in law is also tall as well. She's five ten. Oh wow, she is and, tall. Yeah, these kids are like giants already. Like my nephew Lucas is at least five foot. He's ten years old. 
Rocco's right behind him. And even Liddy, they're all in the 99th percentile of height. So it's, you know, they're gonna be that's where you, yeah, you're going to have tall kids. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's like 6'3". I'm 5'9". Yeah. The kids are going to be giants. <laughs> they are. Yeah. He's going to feed them a lot of a lot of food. These kids eat out of house and home. So get, get ready for that. Oh, I know. Because he <laughs> eats so much already. Is it a problem? Like, is what he eats compared to what you eat? Like, is it always like a... Um, like, a- I, when I joined Weight Watchers, yeah. his answer to me was... How's this going to affect my food? And I was like, it's not. It's like, I'm like, my just my portion will change. And he was like, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a typical, like, guy. I'm trying to be supportive. Yeah. First thing was like, am I going to eat less? Like, what am I? Like, is my food going to change? No. Okay. Then let's do it. Let's go. Exactly. He was like, we're all in. That's awesome. That's, but no, he is very, he, is, he seems very supportive. And he's so supportive. At my old job, I would get home at like 9 30, 10 o'clock at night. He would have like sent me pictures already on him weighing out the food Aww. so that when I came home, I could have my proper, like he's above and beyond like supportive. It's good. Yeah. You see, he doesn't do social media. So he doesn't understand the whole Instagram world, but it's like, okay, you're friends. He doesn't do any social media whatsoever. No. Really? No. He has no interest. He's like an old man in a 37-year-old man's body. Okay. I mean, listen, I get so there's a lot of people that are and listen, I maybe they're ahead of the curve because it's it can be scary on there sometimes. But you know, definitely nowadays, especially with doing a weight loss journey and everything, it's the way to go. You you it seems like anything you sign up for it would be WW going for the, the weight loss surgery, doing keto, you make a page for it. You make yeah. like a, you know, is that, is this like your accountability page or, or you always had this and just change your name to match what you would do? No, this it? is just my accountability page. Okay. I do have a private page. Oh, everyone say hi to Waylon. Um, that Waylon drinking before. I, I guess the, yes, there, that there was, was nothing, there was nothing going on in the background. Waylon was just <laughs> drinking. It sounded it sounded like it's something else on in the background, but no, Waylon was just drinking. No, it was Waylon drinking. He's attached to me. Um, okay. Okay. No, but this is my accountability page. I do have a private page, but I've been like, this was literally just to like make sure I was on track. That was all. Okay. Because I signed up right before I knew the world was going to shut down and I knew I was going back to work and I'm like, I'm going to keep myself accountable because I'm going to have something I have to report to. So- what you started right when you knew that everything was shutting down or no, I started February, 2020, just like on a random Monday. And like three weeks later, I was then home for four months. So you did this, a bulk of it. You did it. Well, the hardest part you did through probably the hardest time people had losing weight. Yeah. So what I kept your, I lost 35 pounds in those four months. Awesome. What kept you going? It was the only thing. Oh, I'm so sorry. It was the only thing I could control in a very uncontrollable time. And it, like, besides ha- getting Waylon two weeks before the world shut down, mm-hmm. I was, you know, th- he was my responsibility. My food was my responsibility, and that's all I could focus on. It's all I could control. So I controlled it. <laughs> you see, that's like that's an answer that now you know during that time, not all people would have had because I think of it like people were like, okay, first I told us two weeks. Right. And I think people were like, these next two weeks, I'm taking like a vacation. People were acting like that, like on social media and everything. I don't think they realized what was coming. It'll right. be very, very lax, very, you know, 
open with, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'll go back in two weeks. But what happened was, when they didn't open up, I think people got hooked on Netflix and DoorDash. Those are the two things I think that really made people gain weight is because you was binging things and you could have anything at the palm of your fingers. And it was- I say that I survived lockdown on Tiger King and weed. Yeah. I mean- <laughs> like, <laughs> that was what I had. Like Bobby loved, he thought, I showed him, I'm like, we got to watch this thing. It was I, hilarious. We saw it when it, like the week it came out though, like before it was a phenomenon. And I said, I'm like, this trailer, I'm like, this looks freaking insane. I'm like, we got to watch this. And he was like, oh, it's stupid as hell. I'm like, it's a, it's TV gold. Well, that's what got me. I saw the trailer. I'm like, oh, that looks stupid, but they're train yes. wrecks. And I like train wrecks. I love a good train wreck. I That's why I love reality TV. And I forget who it was kept on telling me, just watch it. Just watch it. And I was hooked. And I couldn't stop laughing. These people. Oh, my God. They're, they were they were out of control. It's just, I can't believe there was such a, a tiger-like rivalry. Like <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> and like they still make the news that they just found Carol Baskin's husband in Costa yeah. Rica. Like the hell? It's still going on. Like, and I didn't like it. Just it was a phenomenon, you know. What, and they were smart. They put everything on at once. Yep. Which a lot of which they don't do now. They're not no. doing that as much. Like Love it's Is Blind drags it. Yeah, they drag it out. Like I'm, I'm saving favorite. Mandalorian because I I love Mandalorian. And when I but I watch it though, and I watch that one episode. It hurts so bad to have to wait a whole week. So I'm saving up. I have to. So I'm gonna watch now because I got a lot saved up. I like to binge. I like to. to I do too. But I feel your pain. That's Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip is week to week. Um, what else do I watch? On oh, the Kardashians, their show on Hulu. They're back. How I Met Your Mother or Father. How I Met Your Father. I met your the Car- father. The Kardashians, I think, are back soon. But they just had um, Courtney and Travis's wedding. Okay. No. I- this is what I don't understand about the Kardashians. Cause I, I used to watch, I'm an old school, keeping up the Kardashians fan. Like I, me too. E show Bruce. Yep. Got like, to me, that's, that was when it was the OGs. It was gold. It was just like, you know, Bruce not having anywhere to go to make his helicopters. Like, I don't know. So like, come on. What do you expect him to do? He didn't know where to go. Um, he didn't know where to go. Nowhere to go. So he went up into Chris's room, and put his dresses on. Like, no. I know I'm making a joke. I'll get canceled for that tomorrow. Watch. You will. You're gonna get um, me canceled for laughing. No, I'm just making a joke. No. Um, I actually truly love Caitlyn Jenner. I listen. I I, I do think she put like a big. My friends and I were actually talking about that today. She put like we when I was a kid. When you were a kid, transgender was not really like a no. thing out there in the public. And like I truly think Caitlyn Jenner brought that to the forefront. And it was all it was great about it was like. It's still like he sh- she's still doing Bruce shit. Like she's just like yeah. playing golf, racing cars. It's like, yeah, she's okay, just okay. who she is. I'm a woman now. I'm playing golf. I mean, I'm swinging now. It's like <laughs> the voice is still the same. It's still the same Bruce voice. I love it. It's just like, you know. Yes. And it's crazy is that like, you know, so Bruce was a crazy conservative. Yes. And Caitlin is too. And like if people like are shocked by this, I'm like, well, it's the same person. It's just this is not who they. Yeah. Like, well, they felt like they were on the inside, but their ideal. But she she did change her some opinions. Like yes. she came out on Ellen and said she's good with gay marriage and all. Like yeah, that, you know the stuff that I feel like is normal. But that was always fun. the funny part of the Kardashians was Bruce, like you know, being very traditional and from the Midwest, yes. old school. 
and Looking like so shy and they're doing like, playboy oh my god yeah he was in this crazy family that like they everything was going on he didn't know what to do he was like it was like no this is like you know act normal be normal or something like he was just he was going crazy every episode was that oh, yeah. was the old school? Like, you know, when Chloe got engaged to Lamar and he flipped out because he found out on the news. Oh, yeah. Um, and I don't know what's going on now. I didn't blame him, though, because that was sad. That was sad. I felt bad for him because he did raise those kids. He did. Um, I but don't I, know what's going on now with the Hulu show. Like, is it uh, to me like that? The Kardashians always it, it boiled down to like when I stopped watching it was it was just like voiceover and them eating salads. Yeah, like it was like they were just chewing their salad, and there was a voiceover of like. This something. is more like, real. This is more like documentary style. Okay. This is. That, is I do like that. Maybe I'll give it another chance, but that's what it got down to. They were always eating something. Always. And like you're always, where are you getting all this food from? Like you just order it out. Like it's just it's there. Some, I guess they must DoorDash. I mean, didn't Kylie have like her DoorDash bill come out, and it was like. $25,000 for the year or something, $100,000 for the year, something like that. Absolutely insane. And yeah, so it's like, you know, they live in a different world. And I will, I, I, kind of like I will disconnected. Um, oh. oh, my dad would yell at me when I was in college and he would catch me watching. He's like, they don't live in the real world, honey. He's like, <laughs> you need to, you need to watch someone that lives in the real world like you. Well, you know, the whole thing too, like, I know we're in the, the weight loss community. Kim, when she wore that dress, Said that she like starved herself for like two weeks yep. in it, and like everybody was like, she got a lot of backlash for that. And listen, I mean, I I never told anybody what to do as far as what you, you know, but like you know, the only thing I have a problem with that is that you know you do have to take some responsibility for the reach that you have. And in a time when you know people are struggling so much with eating disorders and stuff like that, it tells me not to eat for two weeks. That I think that was a little, a little dangerous. That was my. I I agree. And I'm a big Kim fan, but I just thought not not the best choice. Like I get wanting like this is her job. She says, you know, I'm training like, you know, they change their bodies for a movie. And it's uh -huh. like, I get that. I mean, um, who is the the guy in the pianist? Like he he's like starved himself. Adrian Brody, he like starved Adrian himself, yeah. you know. Christian Bale does the same thing too for every movie he's yes, in. Christian Bale, you know, and I so I get it, but it does send because a lot of her fans are young women. It's very impressionable. Yeah. I mean, especially someone who has daughters, like, you know, yes. you want someone to tell your daughter not to eat for, for two weeks. Right. I don't think her mom would encourage her to not eat for two weeks. So she no. wouldn't encourage her kids. So just got to, I mean, maybe, you know, even if it was a half joke and whatever, right. you know, it just, you still got a, a little responsibility in the, the age we live in um, yeah. with social media. So getting back to your drink, I think this is going to be a, a key to this episode. We're going to go off on tangents on different things. Just because. <laughs> You know, we like a lot of the same things, and I want to talk about that stuff too. But so you're you're in the world shut down, but you're thriving. You're you're on the WWE train. You're losing weight. Um, were you engaged before or after you joined? I was engaged after. So after. that was like my goal was to. I felt like there were so many big moments in my life, like prom or high school graduation or, you know, college graduation where I just looked at these pictures and I just wasn't happy with my appearance. And I know that sounds vain, but I mean, health is important too. But my motivation was I didn't want to hate how I looked the day I got engaged. And I took that photo smiling, so happy inside and out. I wanted to feel as good or look as good as I was going to feel. Well, it's, I don't think it's vain at all. I think it's, you know, yeah, we we have eyes, we see. Like, you know, it's a great, right. you know, we're all, we're always our worst 
critics as well. Like we're the first ones to judge us and we see things that people don't notice about ourselves. Exactly. Yep. I don't think it's vain at all. Like, you know, again, these, this is big moments in your life coming up. You're going to, you're going to get engaged. You're going to get married. Why not want to like what you see? You exactly. know, yeah. yeah, the health thing is great too, but like, you know, but again, these are things that, you know, these are memories that you're going to have. Cause I see myself sometimes in pictures. I'm like, Oh my God. Like what? You know, it, things are coming. That's, the same, I think, mentality everybody has as far as like you know, events coming up. This is coming up. I'm gonna. I want to drop weight. I want to. I want to look good in the picture. Exactly. I want to remember the moment, mm-hmm. and like when I take that picture and I look back on that moment, I want to be like, I'm happy with myself. Yeah. You don't want like you know saying I shoulda, woulda, coulda. You know. Exactly. Especially because I knew how bad I felt about the other big moments. And I didn't want to start trying to lose once I got engaged because I didn't want that pressure. I, I had no idea yeah. if I was going to be successful. My cousin was doing Weight Watchers. She gave me a free month. I figured I'll try it for a month. If I don't like it, I'll cancel it. I'm, I'm not losing anything. And, no. and joke's on me. I mean, I'm here <laughs> three years later. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting. You give it a month, try, you see what, see what it is. And yeah, mm-hmm. three, you know, you hear you want it three years later. I was fortunate, though, to have had Ashley's page as my guidance because I had followed her on my private page because like I said, we were friends. So I saw what she was eating and I was like, Oh my gosh, like I love chicken nuggets. I love chicken cutlets. I love potatoes and I love pasta. Like she's eating everything that I would normally eat. So people follow your page. You, you're not just eating salads and grilled chicken. You eat, Real food. And oh yeah, cooking real food. You make it, making chicken cutlets, doing all the, you know, macaroni. Like you're making a, all this stuff that like people think that you you, you well, it's always like not allowed to eat. You shouldn't eat. Correct. But, you know what I'm learning? I've been through this program up and down so many different times. What I'm finally learning now is to have a better relationship with food, as far as like you know, it's more portion control than anything else, and. You know, and, and it's okay to enjoy food and okay to have things, you know, when you restrict yourself and you don't have it, that's when the Oh, you know, absolutely. Rides happen. Like we it's very, very rare that you're gonna find in our house that a low carb pasta. And that might sound crazy to everyone else, but for some reason it the low cal high fiber protein pasta just doesn't sit right in Bobby's stomach. And can't be that selfish and, you know, make him have a stomach ache once or twice a week because I want less calorie pasta. Yeah. So I just learned to budget it all in. And the few times that pasta is like our side dish, like if we have chicken parm, I'll, I have a box of the, you know, low carb or high protein, whatever kind of pasta. And I save myself a couple extra points there. Otherwise yeah. it's good. Well, it's because he's Italian and his, uh, his body's rejecting it because it's not yeah. macaroni. That's, that's what happens. <laughs> For a while, he didn't know. And then he saw the box of Ronzoni Smart Taste. He goes, 2.5 times the fiber. He goes, you're trying to kill me? <laughs> well, that's, what, that's why his stomach's bothered. It's, it's that's that's exactly why. Because, you know, he's like, you're eating a Weight Watchers portion. He's eating yes. his portion. It's and, and Bobby's portion is like three times the size of what yeah, a portion I, should be. It's macaroni. It's it's always it's, <laughs> got always pound on the macaroni. It's you know, my uncle Phil could eat like a pound of macaroni himself. You gave him a pound of that stuff, he would he'd be in the hospital. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's that yeah, that's why his stomach goes bother him. You're eating, you're eating the portion, this the little cup thing, it's fine, but no, you're eating like a 
regular scoop of macaroni, it's it's gonna bother you. Oh yeah, that's that, it. Does not sit well. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's dangerous. Uh, but it's great though, like you know, you make compromises both of it, but like, I'm sure also like you don't want to feel like restricted all the time either. You want to be able to exactly. And I like that I'm able to budget it in. I just know that my dessert might be a couple extra points less, or you know, if I need to roll over, like I have a work dinner Thursday, I need to roll over a couple of points each night this week. It won't be that many that night, you know. Like you just make it work. It's like fitting in beef. Yeah, I mean, you know? I try to have steak. I I try to have it once a week, you know, or, or you know, works out. But I think it's something that I, you know, I enjoy it. I'm not giving it up. I can't eat it as much. Uh, they told me not to when I had my whole gallbladder thing. Right. Um, but I had it yesterday. It was delicious. I had a big piece of flaming yawn at my cousin's um, party. And it was like, I, yeah, I haven't had it in a while. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to go for it. Yeah, why not? Every once in a while. I I grew up with my stepmom always preaching that it's all about portion control. Mm -hmm. That's all she would say to me. She's like, that is all it is, is portion control. And like, I always thought, well, I'm not eating a whole lot. Well, the truth was, is I was eating like one, two meals a day at most. And they were just huge meals. Yeah. And that was the problem. So I noticed that with myself too. Like, um, I would, especially before I got back on track again, I was eating like twice a day. I'm like, oh, and in my head, this is how we can, we can you know, justify it. Yeah. Only eating twice a day, but I was eating a lot at those meals. So I'm like, I noticed like now eating like smaller meals multiple times a day, feeling better. It's, 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 oh, still, yeah. it's still, still doesn't compute in my head. The old mentality still creeps in a little bit. You ever get some of that? I eat more now. Yeah. On Weight Watchers than I did before I joined Weight Watchers. It's weird just, to think about that. It's so weird. Like I eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, then I always have a snack and I always have dessert. Yeah, like, like five times a day you're eating. Yeah. And it's, so, it's to me, it's crazy. Like, you know, that but my old mentality creeps in and it's like, no, that's too much. You shouldn't be old habits die hard. Let's have one meal of like, you know, everything. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why though, when I indulge, like I want what I want because I feel like I'm so on point most of the time that the t times that I do give myself off, yeah, I'm going to enjoy it. What's like your go-to? You're going to indulge. You're going to have something. Oh, that's like what you're going to go for like a cookie. a cookie. Like I'm dying for a crumble cookie to open up in Bergen County. One opened up here by me. And the line was like two hours long. Oh, hell no. Then. There's there's a couple of pop-up places that are similar, but yeah. I want to try like the real are deal. Are they really that good? Like, is, I don't know. I need to know. <laughs> what are they put in these cookies? Like, What could be in these cookies? I don't know. But then I look at the points on the app and I'm like, this is how Weight Watchers has changed me. I can decide what's worth it and what's not. Because okay. before, even if it was bad, I'd be like, oh, it's a cookie though. And I would eat it. And now I'm like... Eight points for an eighth of that cookie? Hell no. An eighth? I have no idea. I just oh, made okay. that up. I'm like, is it, they do have like weird math like that. Like where it's yeah. like, you know, my friend Jacob's watching. He says there's one by us uh, on every block in Vegas. They're oh. Because they're meh. Oh. All right. He thinks they're they're okay. Men's and men's. and But they have one every block in Vegas. Well, of course, you know, in Vegas, they're going to have yeah tourist attraction. Um. Cake like cookie, gross. That's what he said. So, if you like, I guess, cake like cookies, then that's going to be. I probably cool. would like it. Sorry. You know what? I, I cake like <laughs> things. So, I would be, you know, um, I'd be on that as well.
I love like a good fudge. Like Bobby and I are so different. He loves like a cake like brownie. I love a fudgy brownie. We are literally okay. like the yin and yang of each other that way. I, I don't I don't I'm trying to think of the difference. Like he likes really well done steak. I am like a medium, medium rare girl. You can't have well done steak. I know. Trust me. I, I don't let him really cook my steak because I'm like, I love you, but you always overcook my food. Yeah, I mean you can't overdo steak. I mean, I, I posted a picture of my steak uh last night and this guy wrote, oh, I would have to send that back. I'm like, Well, I, that's you. I'm like, I'm happy it was for me. I was like, yeah, it's way too pink for me. I'm like, well, don't order it that way. Like, it's right. That's the way I want it. I never understand that. If you're not bringing anything to the comment, why are we commenting? It was comment to comment. Yeah. So, do you experience? Have you got any negativity? I'm the person that would get so lucky. I have like the nicest followers <laughs> on the planet. No <laughs> one. There was one comment, and I text every single day with. Ashley and Kaylee mind body soul those are my girls yeah and I texted them one day I'm like guys I got my first mean comment <laughs> it was my someone commented on my spaghetti carbonara they were that's not carbonara and I'm like the hell it is I'm like but then I looked and I'm like they don't follow me so I don't care so I just deleted it okay good yeah because you I mean even when you did the anonymous questions you had like the nicest questions I got the nastiest <laughs> things said to me and those anonymous things you know, I but I've them. seen so many people get mean questions and I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm very blessed. I had to, I recently, I, I, uh, I deleted it again because somebody wrote something that was just absolutely disgusting. I forget what it was, but it was just like, nah, yeah, I'm not doing this. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, and I even got like, people came at me over the, the podcast. I, I changed the name of the podcast. People oh love God. to say mean things to me. It's it's like you know the one they just love to say mean things. You got a lot of mean ones, my girl, um, Katie. Um, she got one. Too. She gets a lot of them too, and she's like the sweetest girl. Yeah, Katie I mean, by not, the day. Yeah, I, I mean, I can be very unpleasant. I mean, I'm, you know, so I've I, never had an unpleasant interaction though. No, I'm listen. If I if I'm friends with you. And, you know, I'm a very good friend, but like I, you know, um, there are things that I. I'm kind of, in a way like a person like Larry David in a way. I don't let things go when I feel like there's a point to be made. Okay. I feel like somebody's saying like I'm I'm going to fight for that injustice. I'm going to be, you know, that'll hear was where capes. Like okay, I will, that's fair. I will fight for that. Um or I'll just say things that come to mind. And that's the thing too like I have to it's hard being a comedian. Like we're in the green room we just say like the nastiest things to each other and but things that like you know in real world settings and somebody says something i will blurt out the first you know yeah and i have a husband with an italian temper man like i i get it i see you know it's funny because i don't i don't know bobby i just see him from the pictures but he looks like a nice guy like easygoing like he's always smiling he's just he is and he's the silliest person in the whole world and i literally just laugh all day and he laughs at me and i'm like I don't know why you think I'm funny. I don't think I'm funny, but he thinks I'm hilarious. So, but he, he, he is great, but you catch him on the wrong day, the wrong time. It's over. Yeah. Italian temper is a real thing. It is. Uh, it's, it's not, it's not good. My, my friend Nick calls it El Diablo. <laughs> you, you, you don't want to see Diablo. That's what he tells. What he you tells don't. Me. I tell him Vanderpump rules um, terminology. That's his dark passenger. Mm-hmm. They just take over. Yeah, no, it happens. I I can get I could I turn very quickly, like you know. And I'm I feel like I'm pretty chill where I don't let much 
phase me. And, you know, I mean, I think that comes though, because I don't know if, I think you might know, I almost died at 23. So for me, every day is a gift. So I'm not gonna, you don't like my carbonara, then go scratch. Like, yeah. So you're actually, so it's funny that you're living that my day, every day is a gift. I was reminded of the Sopranos when Tony comes out of the hospital. He said every day is a gift, but yep. no way did he live that afterwards. No. He was like so miserable about everything. And like, you know, he said it to Melfi. He said, at least for today. Yeah. Every day is a gift. <laughs> at least for today. But he almost said it like it was sarcastic after a while. Like every day is a gift. Like, you know, yep. because all the stuff he was putting up. With. But you're actually, no, you're, I'm out here. I'm living my life. I try. I try. I mean, I have my moments. I'm definitely not perfect. I'm not, you know, I'm definitely human in in that aspect, but I try because I, I, a lot of stuff is just not worth it. It's just, it's just not. You think of the alternative. You almost weren't here. Exactly. And like, sometimes the little annoyances in life are so much, you know, it's okay to deal with them because I'd rather deal with them than not deal with them. Exactly. Exactly. Everything else you would have missed out on um that's literally what i what i think about every single year and like most years i'm like very positive and grateful and there was one year a couple years ago and i don't know why but it hit me so hard and all i thought about was oh my god i never would have met my nephews i never would have been in their life they never would have known me and like that that's like the heartbreaking part you know yeah i mean my my mom died she was 52 when she died Uh, yeah so i was 20 i was almost 29 my brother was 27 you know, she never saw her grandkids. She, you know, my father said, you know, one time he was like, it's bittersweet, you know, being with the kids sometimes, you know, because I go, I do think of your mother and how much you would have loved these kids and everything like that. So you do think about things, you you know, all, think about all those things you would have missed. And again, that's people talk about their why and why they do things and why they get on a journey and why they do. You know, when you mention like family members or kids or nephews and nieces, it's real because you don't want to miss this. Like I can, I, I think about all the time, like missing out on, God forbid, I would not want to miss out on one second of what these kids are doing because it's like, you know, every, you know, it's, it's, it's awesome watching. It's like, you know, they came, they came to the party yesterday and they walked in. I was like, look how handsome my nephews are. Look how beautiful my nieces. Like, you know, they're so they, cute. Yeah. They came in and they were like all dressed up. Like Rocco had his little tie on his little khaki <laughs> shorts. And the guy was young. Like it was just like, you know, Lucas was like now eight feet, he even taller, like when he walked in. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And they came running right over. Like, you know, so it's it's like awesome. Like they do that, you know. The, my my man Jack is like, they they love you. They, you know, they're obsessed with you. I'm like, eh, you know, they're um, but no, it's it's and I can think about like, you know, what if I wasn't here for that? What if I didn't see that? Then that would really upset me. Exactly. I t- I totally get that. And I think I think it for that day, Tony got it too. <laughs> yeah, for one day he got it. Um uh, one day. So you 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 know we we talk we talk about Sopranos all the time and, and stuff like that. So I well, I'm gonna do spoiler alert here. Um, in case you have anybody that saw the Sopranos, you might not want to listen to the rest of this because I recently think I figured something out and I wanted to. Okay. We, we were doing the podcast. I'm like I'm gonna ask you about this. So there's always the there's the the big debate end of the Sopranos. What happens? What do you think happened at the end of the Sopranos? For the longest time, mm-hmm. I swore up and down that Tony lived. Me too. But I watched a YouTube video that changed my opinion. Okay. So and, I've seen those videos. Yeah. But and I sadly think he met his demise. I do too. Um, and I didn't realize it until this last run. I just finished watching it again. 
Oh, we're in season five. We just actually watched one of my favorites yesterday, Long Term Parking. Love that it. kills me. It does. I mean, hey, he he loves her so much. I mean, he was really he was obsessed with her, and she she did him dirty. Up the beginning. Yeah, she just messed it up from the beginning. She just went to him and said, "This happened." Yep. They would have dealt with it, but he gets scared, I guess. So this is where I I started. I always thought Tony lived too. I'm like, no, he lived. I'm like, it just ended. Like David Chase always said, it just why does it have to have an ending? It just ended. right. So I've seen those YouTube videos too. Like I watched it. I was like, I used to debunk. I'm like, that's nah, you just pick it up. So now watching the many saints of Newark and watching this this series every five every other five weeks, like I do. Same. Um, I started picking up patterns in David Chase's okay storytelling. And this is why I think he died. So in the first season, probably the first episode, he mentioned selling patio furniture. You know, he yep. maybe was on Route 22. Route 22. That was and my that, hometown highway. Okay. So Tony Soprano has been selling patio furniture. And when he's in the coma, when he's in the coma, the beginning of season six, yep. he bring, he's bringing up all these past things and he's saying, you know, he started, remember, he's like, how did a guy selling patio furniture end up this? So all those things are actually in that sequence. That house is always in the sequence. That 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 farmhouse is in the yeah. sequence. And all these things they, they mention are come back into that. And in that series, they just drop these little hints about, like, everything. Like, you know, when Bobby says you don't, then that, you know, I always thought that was a thing, like, you know, you don't hear it when it happens. And it never like made sense, to, you know. It made sense to me, but like, I was like, oh, one of those things, but that's just going blank. Everything just ends, and just things like things Paulie said, and and the every little things leading up to it make me believe that that was that that guy coming out of the. I agree. Amber's only jacket, and like the thing, whole thing, like like you know, Tony had a lot coming to him, even if it wasn't the guys. Like, there's a guy in the in the in the restaurant that looks like David Scatino. Yes. There's the two black guys that come in look like the guys that were going to cap him in season one. Yes. So all these things are coming to him that reminded me when he was in the coma. Like okay. all these things were similar, but weren't, but wasn't that like, you know, when he said, you know, he said like, I went to a place I know I never want to go back there again. And all these things were like coming into him and coming in, like coming I in. Totally. Coming yes. In. And here's what really sealed the deal for me. When Jerry the hair gets hit and still sitting there, it goes silent. Yep. And you don't see, you don't and hear. And you it. just see Syl like cover and like look, and then it comes back and Syl's out of there. And he said it when he was talking to Tony about it. He goes, I didn't even know what happened. I didn't even yep. know what And watching it again, I was like, you know what? Okay, you know what? It was no it was all his little Easter eggs. It was their Easter eggs. And in that last season, there's so many of them leading up to it, you know, that. They talk I, a lot about Tony's demise the entire series. Mm -hmm. So it kind of just makes you allude to it in that he way. It too. Historically, you know, 80% of the time can or in the bombing table of Cozzarelli's. Yeah. And everybody else around him got it. I don't trust Butchie. The more I watch that show. And Paulie from the beginning, I think was. You know, always, you know, when Johnny Sack was talking about like, 
if it's me, God forbid, you know, who's in charge. There was always, Butchie was always like, not is cut the head off that thing. We'll deal business with everybody else. And I think he took that opportunity and did that. I agree. That was my, so that's why I don't, I want to know if you, if that's anything you believe or. No, I totally, I totally, because rewatching it every time and keep in mind, Bobby watched it once before he met me. He now, yeah, he watched it just, I guess when it was originally on and like, now he, he starts it without me. And I'm like, how can you start without me? This is my show. (laughs) I even actually was on the phone with my brother earlier today, telling him a funny story. And I said, you know, I think I need to talk to my therapist because the Sopranos is my comfort show. And that, that's got to say a lot. It's, it's, it's like home. It is. There's so many good things in that show. I mean, it's, it's there's the, the whole, I mean, there are good parts with family. Um, but it's it familiar, you know, when they're driving, I know where they are. Yeah. You know, in the first episode, when they're chasing down the guy who owes them the money, the HMO, Mm -hmm. you're fine. That parking lot is my brother-in-law's parking lot for his job. Is it really? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Like, I never knew, you know, before I became a comedian, I didn't really know towns and this and that. I traveled more. I was always a Long Island guy and still don't know, like, Long Island. People say, I know where I know. And that's right. Um, But now, you know, doing shows, these places, or they're naming all these towns. I'm like, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. And, like, you kind of don't realize how close to even from long island how close to home this all was because even yeah. parts of the place in long island like little Carmine was in freeport that's where his house was on the water that's two towns from where i grew up you know i oh, grew up okay. in yeah so you know uh things were filmed there like bobby the scene they killed bobby they that, did was, filmed, that was filmed in baldwin on long island on sunrise highway you pay i you'd always pass that and it said it like you know seeing the sopranos blue comet um, the racetrack that Tony sells to give his father's Gumad some money, that's out in Riverhead. That's uh, the racetrack out in Riverhead. So a lot of the New York things are also tied into that that I oh yeah that I saw as well. I passed the Bada Bing on my way to work. I got it. It's, it's called Satin Dolls, right? That's the, the Satin original. Dolls, and it's yeah. the home, the original Bada Bing song. Okay. Yeah, I did. The, I went to his the house. I went to yes. the house, and um, and it's crazy. Like you're driving down that. That road, you're making a turn, and right away I thought of the episode when the FBI is staking out the house. They're gonna put the bug in the basement. I'm like, I was telling my friend Dan Barry, I was in the car, and he was he could care less. I'm like, this is where they turn. That's what Tony gave the FBI got a finger, and I was like all excited, like I'm driving up, like that's Blue's model's house, and like there's Tony's house. Like, so I go, you gonna get out and take a picture? He's like, no, I took a selfie. Like, you know, he was like, not get out of the car. He we we just driving around, killing time before our show. It was like 15, 20 minutes from my home, like where I grew up. Yeah. So my I went there all the time with my friends, and I would just be like, "Guys, this is where Tony Soprano lives." They'd be like, "We don't watch that Sex in the City." What? And I'm like, "No, it's Tony's house." Tony's house. Yeah. No, it was awesome. It was a great show. And I, so like you know, dealing with my anxiety and and stuff that I've been dealing with, I read that people who have anxiety, uh, well, we, we watch shows because it's comforting. Like you said, it's comforting, right. and it is. It's a sense of you know what's going to happen. It's almost like home. So it, it does make me feel good. I I still laugh at the parts. I still yep. know it's coming. I laugh at the same scenes. Can I tell you one of the first times I knew that Bobby and I were like real was because he quoted um, the episode where Ralphie goes and Tony looks at Chris. He's like, can you even do this? Did you, what'd you do? And he's like, I didn't. I did. 
And I'm telling you, I looked at him. I'm like, that's from the Soprano. He's like, yeah. I'm like, my heart. Oh, they're the one. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm telling you, I, I was telling my mom today because Bobby and I are going to see Chaz Palminteri on Sunday. He's doing okay. a Bronx Tale at the Bergen Pack. And I said my to Bobby, friend saw like, that. Yeah, it's awesome. Bobby is a huge, huge fan. And I'm so excited because I was like, you know, we're in North Jersey. Like, I know Johnny Sack lives around here. Like, I will die if I if they're there. And he's like, what would you even say? I'm like, he smokes cigarettes, the coolest. And cigarettes are not cool. They're disgusting. But, like, nobody smoked a cigarette like Johnny Sack. No, just I like nobody smoked a cigar like Tony. I hated cigarettes. My mother smokes cigarettes. I hated it. But watching Tony, I mean Johnny Sack smoke a cigarette. I almost wanted to smoke a cigarette. He just right? like, enjoyed it. everything with just everything he did, his movements, everything. And same thing with cigars. Like I'm a big cigar guy, and you know, um, I love now watching the show, trying to figure out what they're smoking. Like you know, like they they say like Macanudo, Macanudos are on the show. But then again, certain labels I don't recognize. I like I'll pause it now. Like I'll zoom in on my iPad like to find out like what what they're. That's smoking. really funny. Um, but it's. But I met a couple it, of people from the Sopranos. I met Vito. Um, the guy who played Vito was at my cigar lounge. Oh, yes. I saw you post that. Yeah, he, he came in just hanging out with friends. Um, I found out yesterday my cousin's fiance was an extra on the Sopranos. Do you know what episode? Yes. It was um, down East Neck. Okay. It's when AJ steals a Sacramento wine and his friend throws up. He's yeah. one of the kids in the gym class. Oh, that's cool. He's the tiniest kid. So I watched it. I watched it when I got home yesterday. I'm like, oh, there he is. There's Eric. Like, he's Do the, you uh, remember yeah. when AJ was older and he was in college and he helped those guys pour acid on that guy's foot? Yes. The guy whose foot it was, I went to high school with. Did you really? I did. That's awesome. Yeah, what? he was on it. And then another fun fact, my uncle sold a car to Federico Castellucci. Oh, my God. That was awesome. I know. He said he is like the nicest guy. He had no accent. And no, like, the first time I heard him talk, I was, like, I was like, what? I'm like, no, you have to be from Italy, please. That's not, that's, Furio has to be from Italy. I know. My brother had a friend that looked like Furio. We used to call him Furio. It, like, he just looked like the same face. It was, it's hilarious. Um, that's so funny. But yeah, no, it was, the show was just, you know, I remember when I first saw the advertisement and it was actually in a, a magazine. Okay. Um, and I recognized, so I recognized Paulie Walnuts from Goodfellas, obviously. Same thing with Michael Imperioli. Um, I recognized uh, Junior and Big Pussy from the Gotti movie that came out a couple of years before that. Okay. Uh, so the HBO did a John Gotti movie. Armand Asante was John Gotti. Um, and those, they were in it too. And they did. That's actually it was a phenomenal movie. Like it was supposed to get released and never did. And HBO picked it up. Okay. Um, they were in that. That's where I recognized them from. And of course, you know, Rain Brocco's famous. Um, and I knew Carmela from Oz. You know, Edie Falco was on Oz. Yes. Like, oh, let me watch this. It looks like a a good. You know, I like good cast. And I was just hooked the first episode. It was then it became like a thing in my family. Like every Sunday, Sopranos yep. series openers. My mother would make um like a big Italian dinner. We'd all eat and then watch the That's show. Awesome. Um, and I remember watching the season finale with her. And when it, when it went off, I thought the cable was off. I was like, Me too. I was upstairs in my room and I heard my mom downstairs and we both went, what? Yeah. But and David Chase brilliant. got us all good. And it's it's brilliant because we're, it's, we're talking about it 20 years later. Like, like it's still, 
my brother said to me on the phone because I was telling talking to him about The Sopranos, and I was like, Matt, you got to give it a try. It's the best show on earth. He goes, I hear that. He goes, I just can't get into it. And I'm like, oh, you're killing my soul. <laughs> but, you know, he'll, he'll watch it. He'll love it. He's going to eventually come around. So before we go, I want to also find out. So wrestling. Um, okay. We also talk about wrestling a lot. This is our private conversations. Um did you get into wrestling before Bobby or Bobby as Bobby's interest in you guys? So when I was growing up, my parents got divorced and my dad had us on Wednesdays and Thursdays. So there was not much to watch on television at the time. And I put on SmackDown on Thursdays and I just would watch yep. and I just became a fan. Okay. And then my dad would always be like, you know, that's not really girly. And I'm like, there's girl wrestlers though. Like, what do I care? <laughs> Play the video games, like whatever. My brother liked it and then kind of grew out of it. And then when I met Bobby, he told me he liked wrestling. I'm like, oh, I used to watch back in the day. And he was like, you did? And I'm like, yeah. And then he doesn't really watch, though, anymore. He thinks it's a little PG, a little. It's just different than when he was a kid. You know, era, the attitude. Era. Era. Yep. Yeah. See, I I grew up. This is why this doesn't. I grew up at rock and wrestling I was in the in the early 80s. I'm old. So, you know, I, I was. I was around when Hulk Hogan first. I remember when Hulk Hogan first won the championship. So I, I, I grew up during that, and that was super, super geared towards kids. So that's like when I fell in love with it. And WWE kind of like, I think like every stage is kind of like fit my personality. Like as I got older, like just when I was like, okay, I'm I'm an adult now. I'm not gonna watch wrestling. The attitude ever happened. I'm like, well, I'm watching this every, yep. every week. And then it was like, like you know, I'm like ah, I'm a little more mature now. And then the the PG era happened, and I I liked the PG era because I appreciated the wrestling actually part of it. Like you know, you had the best wrestling I think during that time. And John Cena, K, I was always a big John Cena fan, and he I think is as big of an attraction he is is over underrated for what he did in in the ring. And then like you know, CM Punk brought me even back even more. It was like you know. In my 30s, like this guy now sticking it to his boss and kind of like what Stone Cold did, but in a smart ass way, which I like as, as a comedian. And even now, like with the blood, like I just it's they've always found a way to keep me from hooked. when I was a kid to now. Yeah, hooked. Um, but the Attitude Era was by far one of the best times in, in pro wrestling. And it was insane that you had Stone Cold and The Rock at the same time. Yeah. And why Smack? I remember watching the first episode of SmackDown. Like it was, it was crazy. Like we met friends, were like happy that we had another night of wrestling to watch. And we were in our twenties at that point. Like so, it wasn't we weren't like kids. We were, we were growing up. We were adults. See, yeah. I grew up with like Trish Stratus, yes. Stacey Keebler, even Stephanie McMahon would wrestle. You know, yeah. China. So like, I grew up with all those. Like looking up to those girls. I'm like, damn. I'm like. They and, can do it. Yeah, and Trish can still go. She proved, yes, you know, she's like fifty, I think. Forty-seven. Oh, okay. I don't know. I saw something I, the other oh, day. Because I was like, oh wow, she's not that much older than me. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> she ever leaves her husband and wants to downgrade like eight hundred steps. Uh, here I am. But I, like, I love the Bellas. During lockdown, I binged Total Divas and became like huge just, fans I, of all I, those girls. Yeah, they were. Uh, Bobby hated it. He was like why yeah because my reality show is a bit much for him he's not into the housewives or vanderpump rules summer half i never saw vanderpump rules oh my gosh no but i used to watch um as far as reality show i used to watch uh teen mom a lot 
Oh my God. I was a big teen mom. OG and two fan. Okay. And then they changed it. And I stopped. My friend Tracy has podcasts, uh, t- trash talk podcasts, um, about teen mom. And they're, they're great. It's so it's funny. So great. Yeah. To it, listen to her talk like, about these people. Janelle is just a mess. Fair is a mess. Like fair. I mean, I saw her for, she had a little too much plastic surgery done. Yeah. I don't even recognize her anymore. God. Her face is just like, and she always, I, I, she, my friend Tracy posted a clip of when she fired the girl from her yogurt shop. Remember, Farrah had a yogurt that shop. Was so she, bad. She was wearing like these like glasses that you couldn't see her eyes, and but the way she was like, the words she was using was not making any sense. She was like using like she big words. So mean to them too. Like, so I'm gonna severance this relationship, like you know, <laughs> severance the relationship. You sever the relationship, like give severance back. <laughs> She wasn't nice. I felt bad. I mean, her she her mom was a lot, oh but she, but she was she was no pie either. No, Michael disagreed with anything she said because he wanted to hang around. Oh yeah. He was like, "Yes, Farah, I agree with everything you're saying." She, <laughs> yes, you could say whatever you want. Call, call me names. And, you know, yeah. Be just... in front of my wife. It's okay as long as we're we're friends. I do have a question for you. Okay. It's a big one. Okay. What is your favorite Sopranos episode? Favorite Sopranos episode. Oh, wow. Um, if I have to choose one, um, I'll have to choose Pine Barrens because it's, okay. it's a perfect piece of television. It is. It's got everything in it. Even the other backstories that are going on at the time. Everything's it just it's great. It's, there's so much good stuff going on in that episode. Um even down to um Tony and Bobby when Bobby walks in, they're laughing and oh my god, the backstory of that it's even funnier, you know. The yes, I yes, okay. um, it just everything was just per. I think that episode was because it was different than every other episode ever in the series. Um, another episode I like, see, a lot of times I bleed into like I think about one thing and it's like 10 episodes in one yes but i do like the scatino bust out okay that's a good one and i kind of like i kind of like um when they first take over the game the, the executive, executive game. game yeah because david it kind of shows you tony like again like it, i think the, the thing with the sopranos was always like you know blurring the lines between tony the mobster tony the father and this and that and here's where you kind of saw, like, you know, David was like, you know me since I was a kid. Like, he's like, ah, it's not the game anymore. Like, you owe me yeah. money. Like, you know, you owe me, you bet my money, you gambled. And plus him and Richie were great together, too. Like, you know, that that oh. rivalry with Richie. So, yeah, if I had to pick one episode, it's Pine Barrens. Um, but it's hard to just really pick one because there's so many. I would say a group of episodes really kind of like get it for me like I, I i like like groups of things and even ralph when ralphie came on people hate ralphie oh i love to hate ralph i thought he was the funniest guy on that the things he said oh my god hilarious he is just pure genius character yeah he was perfect perfect character for that show um you know the things he would say to especially to paulie at a time when he you know, he's like, I can't believe this. He goes, We can't believe this. He goes, Last year, this flying saucer was flying over East Rutherford. Like, you know, <laughs> like just those, those smart ass comments, you know. Always. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's if I had to pick one episode, it was that. And here's the thing: I always thought, I thought it was overrated, but like people, I thought people made too much of a big deal about Pine Barrens. Okay, because I, you know, you see it. And again, I didn't really start binge watching The Sopranos until HBO Go came around. Now we have HBO Max. And the more I watch that episode, the more I just appreciate every little piece of it. It's just, to me, it's a perfect piece of television. It's like the one of the best shows ever written and directed. It is. is that, I love it. Yeah. So Pine Barrens, the long-winded answer to your question <laughs> is Pine Barrens. Mine is... Mr. and Mrs. John Sacramoni request. Yeah. That's a that, great episode too. It's just like the, I feel like such height of the show, Tony right out of the hospital, like, and then you have the whole Finn and Vito and then Vito gets exposed and that My girl though, smoking her cigarette and she can't eat the freaking fish because of mercury and yeah. it's, Toxic. it's toxins. <laughs> My favorite is uh, when he's getting dressed. He goes, "What is this? Patent leather? Patent leather?" He goes, "Yeah, but we, why? Uh, you read an episode? Uh, GQ in the last three years? Like Johnny Sack always looked good. He always he, he did. He was mad about the the thing, uh, his shoes, patent leather shoes. He like, tuxedo goes, yeah, watch it.' And then he cries at the end. And yeah, he, I my measure of John Sacramoni as a man. It's like, oh God, I got to agree with Phil Tone. Oh, do you? Like it, it was. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a great episode. Um, and it, it took place on Long Island too. It was uh oh. that was um yeah. The place I think it's Birdies, it is in Great Neck. I think it's in Great Neck. Um that place is expensive. It's it's well, definitely uh, yeah. I'm not surprised. It's either um, that or give it to the government. Yeah. But that was a great episode. And it also leads to, you know, my thing too was like when Tony went through a shot, people were questioning his leadership. And then he beats up Muscles Marinara. And then oh, he, yeah. Yeah. And then he, uh, everybody, you know, gets back on track with that. But no, it's it's, it's a great episode. Finn was in that. But it was yep. Finn. Um, which which I wasn't think, a big Finn fan. I like Finn. He was all right. I mean, he was annoying. I mean, he was definitely, he reminded me of the kids that I went to college with at Hofstra. Got out of suitcase. It always, always I overthink things. It's my process. It's his process. My process. What process? <laughs> you can get a suitcase that you're leaving. <laughs> My process. It's, I, they kind of ended that quickly and kind of moved on. She, you know, they kind of ended that the way. They, it, yeah. They wrapped that up did. quick. And then she went to, you know, Patrick Parisi. And then. Who Much knows better choice. That. You think so? For her life. Yeah. But I didn't like that. As independent as Meadow was, when she was with Finn, she wanted to be a doctor. When she went to Patrick, she wanted to become a lawyer. I didn't like that. Yes, and yeah, she was like she was, but you know what though? All the signs were law from the beginning. Mm -hmm. The law firm. She got the law center before she ever did any of that, and I think, and I think about that too. Like she jumped back and forth, but I think that her parents wanted doctor for her. Yes. And she was doing that for them, but she was always, you know, going back at Tony about social issues. So there was yep. always that lawyer in her and she went to the law center and said that. And I think that's how I think her and Patrick got together was over law. Yes. And then that was the deciding factor for her that, you know, I just always laugh because I'm like, Carmela's disappointed. Her daughter's going to be a, yeah. a lawyer instead of a doctor. To talk to my mother. I mean, it's just... like. <laughs> 
what is she thinking? So, so as a as a a, a comedian, you know, you know. Yeah, imagine that, like your kids like, oh yeah, she's gonna be a, a lawyer and yeah. a doctor. So They're like making excuses for it, like you know the malpractice suits and this and that. But a lawyer, like, right? But that's I guess they that's the but they pin that on her. They pin those high hopes on her, and that's I think that's what she was trying to live up to her parents. And the AJ, um, yeah. they just wanted him to do something. Yeah. And my favorite scene, though, one of my favorite scenes in The Sopranos is when Meadow wants to go to Spain. Oh, and my like, God. Oh, yeah. agrees. And he, she's like, but, Dad, you all for it? And he's like, your mother's in one. And he goes, oh, look at Mr. Mob Boss. Oh, and my God. Like, I know. I was scared like, for her. What you say to me? And then he gets it. She goes, shut up. Because come out. It's like, Tony. And he goes, there's something you want to say to me? He's like, what do you mean? Goes, what do you mean? And like that is like, oh, it got real. That it is one of got the real. best scenes. Yep. You know, what uh, do you mean? He Jamie said, and Sigler killed it. Yeah, they both were like locked in. And then the funniest scene, and I don't think anybody else, I don't know if people find the hilarity in this, is when AJ is like really depressed. And Tony's like, wow, get, get a blowjob. He's like, I don't want a blowjob. And he's like, keep your voice down. And he goes, why? Who's outside? And Carmelo opens up. He's like, oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's like so mortifying. That's the funny. Like, so he's like, keep your voice down. He goes, why? Who's listening? He's like, nobody. Jesus, open the door. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't want a blowjob. <laughs> your voice down. AJ is so just good. the animal who smoked weed at his confirmation. And he's yeah. a burden for them to, you know, cross to bear. Well, he's his father. Mm-hmm. More I watch that series too. And this is, and I... The Sopranos, I mean, this is why The Sopranos to me is one of, if not the best show ever, one of the best shows ever. It's all these Easter eggs. If you look at Tony and the flashbacks, even to the haircuts, they they mirror AJ's. Okay. The bowl cut. I'm going to have to pay attention to that now. Yeah, if you look at, like, even, like, certain things, like, even, like, the way they look as kids, like, you know. So when the flashbacks of Tony as a teenager... When he has the long hair. Yep. Beginning of season six, AJ has that same hair. It's, I did not it's, like that hair, yeah. No, but I think they did that. I think so, yeah. He's mirroring his father. He's doing everything his father did. His father wasn't... That's the thing about Tony, too, is, like, you know, he grew into the guy he is. But, like, you know, he was... Growing up, he wasn't a tough guy. No. His sister pushed him around, you know. Janice is an unreal character. Yeah, insane. I mean, I, I have family members like oh. on that level. Yeah, it's 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 insane. Um, so he kind of grew into that whole thing, and AJ was too when he's on that path. And you see it when he hooks up with like Parisi and 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 the other guy, like you know, when they're doing the you know the numbers and. <clears throat> but he's definitely. Um, He's definitely his father's son, and he's definitely, and that's why I think Tony was so upset with him and everything because he sees that in him too. He's yeah, going towards he's that. Like, day. do better. Yeah. Can I just tell you one thing that does annoy me about the show? You want to tell me? Um, they replace Barbara. Yes. And that drives me insane because Barbara from season one is like five foot two. She's adorable. Oh, my big brother. And then like season six comes, she's grown like six inches. Like, who are you trying to kill? I don't know why they did that. They kept Tom the same. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
and she talked more like Livia. The, the yes, yes. You know, I was like, what did he say? You know, I was like, you know, Big Brother. We get these. Like, all of a sudden, she was like, especially the youngest sister. She talked like she was sixty-five years old. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like the new Barbara either. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't like. But I do think Janice's narcoleptic friend is like the most underrated like sub character yeah. that they have. No one got that. So for when Easter came, I posted on my Instagram a message. I'm like, have you heard the good news? And people are like, what now? Like, what's the good news? I'm like, no, no. Oh, I, I messaged you. Yes, you messaged you. You got it. I actually saved the clip and I just sent it to everybody who said anything. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to explain it. I'm, like, so I'm just going to send you. I screen recorded it, clipped it down. And I sent it to everybody who. Uh, that's awesome. Because I'm just I'm not explaining it to everybody. It was. Well, that's like the happy birthday. Like I send yeah. that video to like Bobby. Oh happy, God. he'll sing it to me. I sing it to him. We love the Sopranos. That is the creepiest, it's so creepy. cringy moment of the Sopranos. I have to look away still sometimes. It's like you know. Yeah. They. It's why the show's perfect. I mean, every, if you haven't watched the show, just watch the show. And I'm, you know, I know people like, oh, they're talking the Sopranos. I don't care. We know this is what this episode is going to be. Wrestling and Sopranos. Um, <laughs> talk a little about our journeys in there and there, but this is what we want to talk about. Um, but no, it is. It's a perfect show, and they they do capture a big part of you know human emotion and, and every kind of emotion from happiness, annoyance, cringe. Because um, imagine that woman's in front of you singing that. What are you going to do? Like, like uh, yeah, it's like, awkward. oh, awkward. thank you. And I think, like you know, it's funny. He saw in her. You know what those women are to him as well. Yeah. You know, like his father he understood why his dad would go to her. Yeah, but also then saw what a drain that is on maybe his wife and his mom, and you know, because even when you know his, she found out his dad had emphysema. She still smoked in front of him, and Tony know. said it like you smoke. He had the oxygen by the bed, like you know. He's like, hey, I offered to quit, but he didn't. You know, I think that's where you know people. That's when Tony was like, your phone can get cut off. I don't care. Yeah, I'm done now. You never, you never heard. And then she took his dog, too. She took the dog, yeah. Gave the dog away. That was funny. That same farm's got 800,000 dogs. dogs. (laughs) I would be like, you're done. Like, you took my dog and my dad had emphysema and you smoked? Like, get the hell out of here. That's it. Well, that's why his father had a second family. It was like, you know. Yeah. That was, you know, and he realized he's has that too in a lot of ways. He's had his, you know, his gumars, and you, you know, you see that the other relationships he had with um, different women in the show, and maybe he saw a little bit what that did to Carmel and his family, but nothing ever really stopped him. He was going to do what he wanted to do. And, Always, um, you know, it was just again perfect show, absolute perfect show. Um, before we do end this one. This perfect show. Um, is there anything you want to plug or get out there before before we leave? Just follow me on Instagram. I have no other. I'm not a TikToker, so just Instagram. I mean, they might ban it, so why even start now? I'm hooked on on TikTok. They, they got That's what me. I've heard. You know what it is? They're showing all the clips from uh, the American Lone and Julie hardcore porn series. I what? love that show. It was it's a it's it was when so it was when like porn stars came out. My this dad was like, a fan. So this is like Detroit by eight mile. Oh god. It's this guy less and his 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 son, um, his son and his daughter, and they just fight with these people. All they, they fight oh with god. the customers all the time. It's so, because people come in like, Yeah, I want two hundred dollars for this. And they're like, I'll give you ten bucks. They're like, you 
the fuck you give me that? And he goes, get the fuck out of my story. It's like this whole, it's like always drama uh, going on. They fight I didn't know we could curse. I've kept it tame. I, I usually don't curse. I just, oh, okay. you know, I'm doing the thing here. And plus, you know, we're, I think points over here where, you know, no minds can curse. Go past an hour, you can curse. That's that's the rules of the podcast. But anyway, follow Jesse, Jesse www.jessylynn. Www on Instagram. And Jesse, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Thank you for I having had a, me. I flew by with me. And, um, I, you know, it was always it's always great talking to you. Usually we just DM each other. So it was actually good to talk to you face to face. Yes. Again about the Sopranos and all the things that you know, I will come back but, anytime you want to talk Sopranos. I'll definitely have you on again uh, in the future. Thank, Thank you, you so much. I really appreciate you coming on. Go follow Jesse, www.jessylynn. Give her a follow. There it is. And once again, thank you so much for coming thank on. You. And we'll have you on again soon. All right, everybody. I want to thank you for joining me here for episode 273 of the Keep Moving Forward podcast. As always, the podcast is available at anchor.fm slash KMF podcast. Also on Spotify, we got a new feature, the video. The video from the podcast will be available there, so check it out. Also available on iTunes, five-star rate and review. We are played in and out each week by Hollow and their single, Something to Believe. My best friend Nick wrote this song, check it out, on iTunes. Also, his new band, Demon Scar, dropping new music like crazy. Got a live album out, live from the whiskey. Demonscar.bandcamp.com. Long Island, only one place to go for your deli needs this summer. That's Finn's Deli, 4646 Merrick Road in Massapequa. Tell my brother Mike you heard the plug on the show and then get yourself an Uncle Cheese, the best sandwich out there. Not because it's named after me. It really is that good. Check it out, finsdeli.com. Once again, thank you, everybody who joined us here live, everybody listening at home on your podcast, listening devices. This has been episode 273. Have an awesome week. I'll talk to you later. Yeah.